Hello, and welcome to The Leader Lab, the podcast powered by Life Labs Learning. I'm your host and Life Labs leadership trainer, Vanessa Tunisian. In each episode, my lab mates and I distill our findings into powerful tipping point skills, the smallest changes that tip over to make the biggest impact in the shortest time. On this episode of The Leader Lab, we're continuing the conversation on energy management and what we can do to avoid burnout. If you've been listening for the past few episodes, you know the definition by now, but to set an equal playing field, I'll remind you once more. So burnout are those feelings of disengagement, physical exhaustion, and just general negativity. And if you're feeling on the edge, we're here to equip you with just one more tool to help you keep burnout at bay. Back in the lab today is Roy Benyahuda, who is our resident negotiation expert at Life Labs and a father of two and husband of one, who's currently learning how to speak Chinese. Roy, we're thrilled to have you back at the lab. What tool have you got for us to manage our energy with this time around? A pleasure to be, to be back here, Vanessa. The tool that I want to share with our listeners today is what we call a start and stop ritual. And what that is, is some repetitive action that ushers you in and out of a work mode. Gotcha. So I'm curious, how does this help us manage our energy? Well, I think we have to first understand like what is the source of the problem, and then we'll come back to that particular point. So as I see it, one of the biggest problems that we are facing with today as we've transitioned to remote work is it's not that we brought our work home with us. It is that we're now living at work. And what that means is that our brain is, is constantly fusing our work life and our personal life together. And all these cues in our environment are reminding us that we need to be working. So whether it is I'm working on my bed, I'm working on the couch, I'm working in the kitchen, I'm working in the bathroom. You know how many workshops I gave in the bathroom last week? None, <laughs> but, but I could have. In my head, I gave a lot of them. And so the point is we're constantly on. There's no off switch. And that means that we're working and we're working and we're working and we run the risk of burning out, as you mentioned in the beginning. Yeah, it reminds me of two specific pieces of research that I've run across. One is that... When people end up overworking at home, it's usually about a four-hour weekly increase, which clearly directly impacts a person's susceptibility to burnout. And the fact that there's no longer this segmentation that we have from going into work, being work us, and then coming back home and being home us. It's all integrated now. So I can imagine how the bathroom could also feel like a boardroom for you, right? Yeah, yeah. If you don't mind, I want to share a few of the rituals that, that, that I do. So uh, one of them that I really love is it's so simple. I just start my day with writing down my most important tasks. What are my top three most important tasks? I write them down physically on, on a sticky note. And then at the end of the day, I have the joy of seeing them go in the trash can, in a real trash can. And that's how I know. That's how my brain knows you got to turn it off and you got to gotcha. switch into another mode. So it's like a routine, right? That you do every day to tell your brain we're done. It's similar to routine, but there's a crucial difference. Routine is a repeated behavior that's mindless. When I wake up in the morning and I just check my phone out of habit, that's a routine. A ritual, on the other hand, is deliberate symbolic action that I take to move me from one state of being into another. It's a big difference from that perspective. So you're telling me that the intentionality overall matters. How do we know that you know rituals actually make a difference? Well, there's some research that shows us that rituals can help us regulate our emotion and can help us uh, improve our performances and redirect our attention. Uh, One study that comes to mind was done by Allison Woodbrooks and her colleagues a few years ago in which they had some poor, unsuspecting graduate students volunteer to engage in in a, a task that produces a high level of anxiety. 
one of those examples were singing in public. And I think the song that they selected was Journeys Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> That's like power ballad that reminds me of my college days. You remember it? You, you want to sing it? I mean, that is already increasing my anxiety. So how about we move on? <laughs> All right. Well, in this particular study, they divided the, the participants into, into three different groups. You had people in the control group who did nothing prior to the singing. You had people who did some random acts prior to the singing. Then you had people who did some ritual. They had them do something like draw their emotions on a piece of paper and then throw it in the trash right before the performance. And what they saw is that those who, who did perform the ritual prior to the performance did significantly better in the performance itself and also had lower rates of anxiety prior to the performance. And so and they measured that through self-reports and also through physiological signs like their heart rate. That is such a clear link to energy management, right? This idea of lower anxiety, it means that we're in a place of calm, which for me anyway, is a pretty energy increasing state, right? When I can feel that my body is not betraying me by my heart beating out of my chest or anything like that. Yes. So I'm curious, what other types of start-stop rituals are out there? I'm sure our listeners are curious about a couple of ideas. Yeah, so we did a, an informal survey at Life Labs, and there are a few of them that, that stood out for me that, that our folks are doing. And they go from simple to complex. So something is just as simple as turning on a certain light and turning off a certain light. And think about this, the symbolic value of doing something like this or turning on and off your computer. Our co-CEO calls it the lid ritual. And so for some other folks, they actually coordinate activity with other people and they do like a virtual workout before or after they engage in work. And so there's just a whole host of things that people do and find very helpful in managing their, their energy throughout the day. It seems like a lot of these are done alone. What can be done on a team-wide aspect, you know, managing people or leading people? What can we do in that realm? At Life Labs, we have a few of these rituals. One of them is in our all-hands meeting is we start every meeting with a gong and we end it with a gong. So we bookend our meeting to create that, that shift in, in consciousness going from this non-meeting state to this meeting state and out of the state again, kind of a separation initiation and a return. And there are others. I mean, that's kind of a silly ritual, but there's some very serious ones as well. So there's a group in Beth Israel Medical Center, a surgical team that does something that really warms my heart. No, no pun intended. Prior to going into an operation, they would go through the standard best practice of a checklist, which in and of itself is a start ritual. Add one more thing to it, though, and that is right before they begin to operate on this person, they would have the circulating nurse read something or say something about the person, individuate the person, humanize the, the person himself. This person is a father, it's a mother, it's a brother, it's a sister. There's a moment of silence in thinking about the person they're about to cut open. That's a very powerful uh, start ritual. So leaders, you want to be thinking about how you can help your team design an effective ritual of, of that nature. So it sounds like start and stop rituals can be pretty much anything. And we can be from really silly, right, to the more serious and yeah. important. How do we go about creating one, a meaningful start or stop ritual? Yeah, I think in creating one, there are two questions that you want to keep in mind. The first is, what is your intention in designing this particular ritual for you and or your team? And the second is, what is the action that's going to take place in mm -hmm. the beginning and in the end? So Vanessa, would you care to try this out live on air with our <laughs> listeners? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So what is your intention in creating a start-stop ritual? So I think 
Personally, for me, a sense of calm. I think right now it's so easy for me to be reactive and frazzled, which, you know, if anyone has felt that way, can make burnout a real possibility. So calm, big thing okay. for me. So to, to get to that place of, of inner peace and that place of, of calm, of tranquility in your day-to-day, yes? Mm-hmm. All right. The second is what actions do you think are going to get you there? They're going to initiate it in the first place and they will allow you to transition to the next phase of your day also with that level of equanimity, that level of calmness. Yeah, there's a couple of things that I think might be useful here um, from meditation to a quick walk around the block. Uh, but what's really mm. calling my name right now is a nice hot cup of tea. We're getting into the winter months and it's also just good for the body. So I think that's also kind of an easy lift to do regardless of how I'm feeling. Okay. And do you have a, a set place and time where when you drink that tea? Well, I can now. So <laughs> in the morning, I could do it before I open my laptop lid. And then it's the first thing that I do after mm. I close my laptop lid. Beautiful. All right. So there you have it. You, you have, it sounds like a fantastic start-stop ritual to help you manage your, your energy and be kind to your mind and body. So there you have it, a way to create start and stop rituals instead of mindless routines. So that way you can better manage your energy and be kind to both your body and mind. That brings us to our Leader Lab listener experiment. Rui, what should people be doing in their laboratories of life? Well, Vanessa, I think they should follow your cue and design and or optimize their own start-stop rituals. It's very, very simple. You're just answering two questions. It means asking one what is my intention in creating this ritual? And two, what action am I going to take? Action that's going to initiate it and action that's going to usher me into the next phase of my day. And that's a wrap of another episode of The Leader Lab. Make sure to subscribe and share this with at least one other person so we can all benefit from better energy management. If you'd like to hang out with us on social, go ahead and find us on LinkedIn or on Twitter at Life Labs Learn. And to bring training to your team, head on over to lifelabslearning.com. See you in the lab next time.